0: Hey everyone, it's Nick. Back with another baseball podcast. We're going to be doing a Cardinals podcast that I'm going to be calling the Redbird Rant. So you know, I'll just rant lunatic like and see if that helps change anything about the Cardinals. Probably not, but you know. Um, follow us at PSO Sports One on Twitter and Instagram, and then Portland Sports Opinions everywhere else. So let's get this show on the road. Hopefully, I'm ready. Um. So. It is September the 9th, 10th, whatever. I'm doing this at like 1240 on a, on a Thursday morning now. Um, so the Cardinals start a nice little stretch of 23 games in 18 days. So Wednesday the 9th was actually their last off day of the season. So these dudes are going to play 23 games in 18 days. That is unheard of in today's baseball. Um, and it's going to be a hard stretch. They're currently 18 and 17 in second place in the division. They have 35, 35 games played. They're going to try to get to 58. It looks like, you know, maybe NMLB is like fuck them. Let's get in two more. Um, you know, Cardinals missed 17 days of the season because they had a COVID outbreak. That was something I never thought would happen. I was like, Cardinals have good leadership. They won't mess up. Look at Miami. They're young. They just want to have fun. They don't have any leaders. Well, I was an asshole. And the Cardinals are also assholes because the team had to stop playing baseball for 17 days in the middle of this already short season. Um, So, I think they stopped playing it like five days into the season, five games into the season, and then three weeks later, almost two and a half weeks later, they're up and going. So, they probably played, what, 30 games in less than 30 days, in 25 days, so they, this team is already facing this uphill battle. Um, definitely made it harder for themselves by not sticking to COVID rules and getting infected. I mean, sometimes you can't help it, but you know, damn, hard, hard for them. But looking in this team, uh, struggling. That's that's what I'd say. They're like I said, eighteen and seventeen. Maybe this team isn't struggling, but I think we kind of know what they are and they have some guys on the team struggling. They can pitch um, and, and usually play defense. The starting rotation looks really good and the bullpen looks really good. Um, Adam Wainwright, the 38, I think he's 39-year-old Wiley veteran. Guy's 4-0 with a 2.68 ERA. He's led the club as a starter. Um, Dakota Hudson coming back, second-year guy. Looking good, and he's letting up a lot um, less walks. Led the league in walks last year. Uh, Just looking like he's letting those base runners, keeping him off the base. Um, Jack Flaherty, we all kind of know what he is. A stud, an ace in the making. 2.95 ERA and five starts. (sighs) He's only gone about four or five innings, though. They're not really letting him just rip it. I guess they want to keep him safe. Um we've had Carlos Martinez make two starts. He's he's been hurt or he had the covid. So he's kind of been not in the lineup. Um Johan Avieno's had a couple starts as a young rookie. Ponce De Leon has a couple starts. He's shown that he has not he hasn't really had the control. He walks a lot of guys and given up a good amount of homers. He just he he usually whiffs guys, but he's been struggling this year. You've gotten to see Austin Gomber get a couple starts. He's looking actually really good. They're using one of the bullpen too. Uh, Bullpen's been good. Giovanni Gagos has come back and looked strong. He's been their closer. Genesis Cabrera, man, that lefty they got in the trade for Fam, looking great. John Gant, looking good. Ty Webb, I've shit on him before, but he does do a good job as a long relief man. Kind of eats those innings up. Um, Alex Reyes has been looking good. Andrew Miller, come back from the injured list. He's looking okay. And then, you know, they used about a 1,000 different guys, probably like 15 different guys in the team when the team was shut down and still dealing with the COVID stuff. You know, rookies gotten their starts and and guys who had never gotten a taste of the big leg action were here. Um, But rounded out that bullpen, Ryan Helsley got sick with the COVID. He's back. He He was doing really well for him. Um, But he's got to get his timing back, probably get his stuff underneath him. Um, Jake Woodford, he's been a valuable guy for him. He did, I think he opened a game for him. And he's been able to contribute as a long man also. Um, So I don't think that's the last we're going to see of Mr. Woodford. And then Seth Ellage is another young guy we've seen kind of come up and eat some innings. He's only pitched six innings this year. Um, That's as many as Helsley. We'll see. They don't really use him a whole bunch. He's kind of been like, he, no high leverage. He doesn't really get used in the high leverage. But this is the team strength. They've been awesome as a, as a pitching team. And they have Kwang Young Kim. We call him KK Kim. That lefty from Korea. Um, he's looked spectacular for him. In four stars, he's got a point eight three RA. and he's just missing, just not giving up hard contact. And he's not necessarily missing bats, but he's just making sure that he doesn't throw. You just meatballs down the plate. So the dudes look good. Um, the place where the Cardinals team struggles is on offense. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, after having not a bad year last year, but a, not a Paul Goldschmidt year like we're used to, he's on fire. Uh, he's the best friend on the team, hitting 330. Got a 461 on base. More strikeouts and walks. Four home runs. 14 RBIs. Leads the league in uh, runs scored. He's got twenty two. Um, Colton Wong has picked it up as late. I mean, he's hitting three two seventy four on base at a three one clip. Um, we all knew Colton would. He's not gonna miss any time. We all knew his bat would kind of come around. He's not. He's not there to hit. You know, he might hit three fifty. Whatever. He's a really good hitter, really good player, playing well. He just took some time to get going. Um, and then you got Paul DeYoung, shortstop Paul DeYoung, looking good this year. He missed some time due to the COVID, um, but he's looking like he's kind of figured out the eye a little bit better. So he struck out 24 times and walked 10 times. Got a 366 on base. Hitting 293, and he's got three homers and 17 RBIs. That's second on the team, it looks like. So he's been driving runs in, um, which we want to see out of Paulie. Looking good, playing good defense. Um, third base has kind of been a shuffle this year. Matt Carpenter got the start. He's hitting awful. Um, Tommy Edmond is pretty much in there most of the time. Not most of the time, but he's been there too. Um, so those two have been the guys at third. Um, like I said, Carpenter's been bad. He's hitting 178. I mean, he's walking. He's getting on base at a 345 clip, but he just cannot hit the ball. He's just going to ground out into the shift or strike out on bad pitches. His pitch recognition has really gone down. Uh, two home runs, 16 RBIs. Leads the club in strikeouts, I believe, with 33. Um, and he's gotten, you know, I think the third most played appearances, fourth most played appearances on the team. So, like, you just that's someone you need in your lineup to be good, but you can't have him hitting under 180. Um, so you've seen Matt Carpenter. you see seen him a lot of DH. But you've seen him hit the bench a lot, too, because he's not hitting. That's um, for the other guy, Tommy Edmund. He's been playing third basing in the outfield. The outfield's been bad, so Tommy's a guy that can get in there. Um, kind of regressing a little bit from last year, but he's been playing a lot hitting the ball a lot better. He's been driving the ball. He wasn't really driving the ball to start off the season. Um, he's looking like he can be a serviceable, good MLB guy. He's going to play kind of everywhere for you. He's going to slap the ball. He's going to drive the ball in the gaps down the line. You know, he's got a little bit of pop hitting 250, 17 ribbies scoring 19 runs. You know, that's third on the team. He is hitting usually two in the lineup, one or two. Um, but that's a guy you need to get, just continue to get hot. Let him play hot. Um, Run out the infield. We'll just go there. Yanni Molina, you know, doing his thing back there. He's going to try to hit you 280. He's going to try to play every damn game. Um, pre- I know the doubleheaders are seven innings, but he played two heads of a. Both games of the doubleheader. The guy just wants to be in there. You can't stop him, so you're going to see that production probably fall because he wants to be in there every damn pitch. Doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, 12 RBIs. Hitting 267. He's probably their six hitter. Shouldn't be. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. He should probably be your seventh hitter, um, but, you know, still a proven major league hitter, player, all-around, you know, guy you want in that lineup. But he's 37, probably 38 now. So, you know, father time is calling his name. Those knees cannot last forever. Uh, we're going to go to the outfield next. Like I said, the outfield has been awful. Uh, start of the year, I think you had O'Neill. Bader Fowler out there. Fowler's probably been your best player on the in the outfield. He's on the DL. He's you know he, when he's when he's when he wasn't hurt, he's playing right field every day, which he should be. He's hitting 279 on, a, on base at a 347 clip. Um, you know, four home runs, 14 RBIs. He's hitting low in the lineup, so he's not getting the opportunity to get on base with some of the guys. But you know, he's play, he's play, he's one of your better hitters in the lineup. He's your best hitting outfielder, which. Isn't saying much, but, you know, Cardinals kind of want him back just so they don't have to keep plugging in guys who are hitting under 200 out there. Um, so, center fielder Harrison Bader, he's out there because he's a glove man, and um, I know the first week or two, the first couple week or two, whatever, first, you know, 15 games the season, he was not hitting the ball. He was striking out, looking bad, hitting little s- rolling, swinging bunts to the first baseman, to the pitcher, whatever. Um, he has come alive as of late. He's been kind of seeing the ball a little better. Hitting two twenty four, but you know, three fifty two on base. He's got eleven runs scored. He's he's kind of figuring it out a little bit more his groove. It looks like he'll be in there every day, probably as long as he doesn't go ice cold to finish off the season. And then left field's kind of a mixture of Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas. I mean, we've seen Tommy Edman and Wright and um you had Dylan Carlson, their 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 number one prospect, playing the outfield. Um, a lot. he got sent down. It's a topic we can discuss after I kind of list off the team. Um, but O'Neill, you know, he's got that power, but he he just he strikes out a lot, and he's just unable. He doesn't have those timely hits, and he's he's hitting one eighty three, four home runs, ten ribbies. He's a quick guy, but he's he's rolling out a lot. He's just not driving the ball like you know he should when he's. A huge dude, so I mean, plays good defense, and you're gonna see him in there a lot until Fowler comes back. But it's kind of a a mix and match shuffle kind of thing because another outfielder is Lane Thomas. Um, he's struggling also, hitting 130. He hasn't really gotten that much playing time, but like he's really he's hitting 180. Like I said, three hits on the season. And 23 at-bats. Just haven't really seen much out of him. Maybe we'll see what he does. You know, and maybe next week I'm talking about why Lane Thomas had a huge week. But Lane Thomas hasn't got the opportunity. But And then Dylan Carlson, while all the Cardinals were coming back from the, the COVID, he was playing every single day. 21-year-old kid. He's played in 23 games, has 79 plate appearances. Uh, he struggled mightily though. Hitting 162, struck out 23 times, only 12 hits. he was striking out in over a fourth of his at-bats. Just didn't seem exactly ready. They weren't giving him any fastballs to hit. So, like, they're already been like, this kid can crush the fastball. Don't give him any to hit. Um, Already getting that respect as a 21-year-old rookie. His defense was good. Very smart, sound defensive player. He played center, right, and left. It didn't matter. Um, But he just struggled trying to hit you know, curveballs, and trying to stay back on breaking balls. Um, A lot of opportunities. He came up to the plate with guys on base, and he was just not able to drive them in. He only had five RBIs. I mean, how many times did he have the bases loaded? Five, at least. Just struggled. Um, They sent him down, though. And you send him down when you have your best outfielder, Fowler, on the DL. And then, I mean, Harrison Bader's probably getting in there every day because his glove, and he's the best outfielder that you have offensively. But in left field... Tyler O'Neill hitting 183, Lane Thomas hitting you know, 130. So you don't really have, I mean, Tommy Edmond's out there too. But you you needed probably two or three spots to or two spots to fill in the outfield with Bader in Center, and Edmund usually in at third. But I don't know why you let Dylan Carlson go down to the minors. I know he wasn't playing every day, but like. He was getting some major experience up here, and I'm sure that he would have been able to help the club rather than get sent down to their optional site. So it's just kind of a weird move. It's something that you know we see the Cardinals doing just because if you're a fan and follow this team, you understand that they're known for doing kind of questionable and kind of idiotic stuff like that. I mean, if you're going to have this kid up, and play and you need a spot to fill. He's your guy. Let him let him rip. Let him eat. But they didn't. So that's just questionable. I don't know why that he's not playing every day. Just give him the time. He's he's gonna he's gonna figure it out. He hit the ball hard. He just looked overmatched with the breaking ball. Um one position I forgot to talk about was the DH, new to the NL this year. Uh Brad Miller. He has shared the DH spot with Carpenter, but he's been playing DH as of, as of recently the most. He has been having a great year. Hitting 282 on base at a four oh four clip. Second in the team to Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, 22, 22 strikeouts, 17 walks. And he's got five home runs and 21 ribbies. That leads the team. He's been in the fourth spot. He's been looking really good for him. He just looks like he kind of made something click in his head. How to identify pitches. He's just able to kind of lay off bad balls and kind of just not... Chase that ball like he did in the past. Um, you're seeing him play every day. His his defense not great, but he's he's a good hitter. I'm pretty sure this is probably going to help him out for next year. Um, so that's good for him. Um, so like I said, Cardinals eighteen seventeen. They're in a playoff spot. The odds are on their favor. They're saying you know you're going to make it. You're gonna you're gonna make the playoffs and you know that rotation looks pretty good and the bullpen scary. That's probably the best part about this team is the bullpen. But you know. If you get in a three-game series with um, Waino, Flaherty, and Kim, I mean, good morning, good afternoon, good night, Flaherty, Waino, Kim, those are three studs, so we'll see what happens there, I think they're like in the postseason standings, they are sixth, you get eight teams, and then, you know, and it's just seed one, seed versus seed eight, seed two versus seed seven, so... The Cardinals would currently be playing the Braves in a three-game series, which would be fun. A little rematch from last year. Uh. Other Cardinal notes, you know. Cardinal legend Lou Brock sadly passed away at the age of 81. Um. Really big loss for Cardinals team, the Cardinals franchise, because Personally never met him, but you hear everyone say what a great guy this was on and off the field. Uh, a gentleman. And he just carried himself in such a professional manager m- way, manner. Um, and, you know, the, the guy had to. He was a black superstar playing in the 60s and 70s. And he held himself to the highest regard. No one could say a bad thing about Lou Brock. He really helped African Americans in baseball. Um, you know, he's one of the best black players ever. So we just kind of want to give a shout-out here to Lou Brock. Awesome guy. Um great leader even until his, you know, last couple of years. Um, so we just wanna say rest in peace, Lou, and hopefully everyone in your family um is giving their best regards and such, so I don't think there's much else to talk about with this Cardinals team. Like I said, starting that stretch, the most important stretch of their year, you know. You're gonna play fifty eight games. If you go twenty nine and twenty nine, you're probably making the playoffs. So in their twenty three games, they gotta go eleven and twelve. And they might make a run at the playoffs. So uh we will definitely see what happens with this team. It's been an interesting year so far. Especially for the Cardinals. Um but hopefully we can watch them go on a nice stretch run, watch Goldie do his thing, and watch these bats come alive. Um so Thanks for listening folks, spread the word. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.